Welcome back to Grace Story Podcast. We're here to connect you with education, resources, and community that equip you for the journey of restoration. I'm Nate Davison, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining us once again for a, what I think is a special episode. We have with us our creative director here at Grace Story Ministries, Brandon Hillegas. Um, now, Brandon, he comes to us with uh, 12 years of experience in creative design. He is a freelance art director, and he's going to be talking with us today about something called creative capital. Brandon, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Nate. It's good to be here today. So, Brandon, let's dive right in. Let's let's go with what is creativity to you? And I'll, I'll do one further. Do you consider yourself to be creative? Uh, I'm going to rephrase just a little bit just because I get this question or I get this, this response a lot um, when I'm asking people. Um, they say they are not creative or I'm not a creative or I'm not that, that person. And I think every single person is creative because we're created in the in image of God. And um, what I find interesting is um, the very first book of the Bible and the very first thing we see God doing is creating. And um, that's exciting to me because uh, every morning sunrise, anytime I go outside, I'm inspired by that because that is what I have chosen as a profession and what I feel like God has put inside me to create and why I call myself a creative, not just I am creative, that I, I am a creative. Um, I feel like that is validation every single morning, except that I get shown up all the time. So, <laughs> so talking about your career choice, um, what, what in your personal life maybe made you move in this direction of art or creativity or creating, um, what, what made you move towards that in your, in your life? So, um, looking at the field of design and looking things, um, how things were created, I, it was as a young kid. Um, I was really, really drawn towards architecture and I was drawn towards that because my father every single day would come home and he would come home with these little drawings that he had and we'd go in his lunchbox or I say we, I would <laughs> jump in, the, in his lunchbox and find out what he drew that day. And it just interested me all the time. And then even growing up, my, uh, my parents gave me um, one year we got a computer and we actually put on CAD, which is computer aided drafting. And um, because I wanted to be able to do 3D models of of things that I had in my head and I could not get them out and I was drawing them and I couldn't get it out and my parents um, allowed me to do that and so they they enabled me but all along the way I was creating just in different avenues and then ended up in design. So with that um, you're well spoken you have knowledge of this but do you ever find trouble in expressing your creative side you know your creativity at least to its fullest extent? Yeah, um, that's definitely. <laughs> so um, I I have these things called field notes. Uh, that's a shameless plug out there. But these things called field notes, and they're little teeny notebooks. And um, a lot of times, um, my brain works in overdrive, and then it will take moments of just complete stagnation. And so when I have I have these little notebooks because I'll have an idea, I have no way to apply it to anything in life or anything that's going on or any project I'm currently working on. And I will draw those out or I'll write them out or I'll come up with that idea. Um, you'll see me randomly going down the road, talking to my iPhone, making a voice memo of something uh, literally like making a trailer video in my head for nothing that I have. I have no product. I have nothing that I'm I'm actually going to but it's something that's in my head that I have to get out and I have no way to get it out towards a project, but I just have to get it out of my brain. 
So, and I, I want to bring people to what we've we're, we're bringing this up the the creative capital idea mm-hmm. because you you've talked about this um, amongst us in in the board and and uh, here at Grace Story Ministries, but I think it's something that applies not just to people or that are that are being creative um, for professional purposes, uh, but it, it it goes across the board a lot of different professions, different lives. Um, so. Can you tell me what you mean by creative capital? What what is that? So uh, a little bit of backstory. Um, I had an art director um, at uh, one of the companies that I worked at, and I was struggling as a young creative, keeping up with pace of creativity. And what I mean by that is um, everybody coming to you and saying uh, you have to have an idea on the spot. You constantly have an idea. Mm, yeah. And um, if you're familiar with constructive and deconstructive creatives. A constructive creative is is how I think. I think something, I see it in my head before I've ever seen it. And I may have seen different inspirations, um, but I think it. And a deconstructive creative is um, what Pinterest was made for. <laughs> it's see it and make it your own. Gotcha. And I'm going to recreate that. And as a constructive creative, my brain was constantly... I don't have enough ideas because mm. I constantly have to have something that's going on. And I came to my art director and um, explaining these frustrations, things that I had in my head that I couldn't couldn't get out or or things that I, I was presented with problems or things to design. And I did not have the quote unquote, the big idea. And I, I found myself running on empty all the time. And um, he likened it to me as um, a budget. So as you're going along through, as you're going through life, you can live paycheck to paycheck. And a lot of times what that's going to end up, you're going to run on empty or you're going to run with a lot of anxiety because you don't know how you're going to pay your next bill that comes in. And so what his uh, one of the influences that he had me had in me, he said, what are you doing every single day to create inspiration and to create ongoing design in your mind? And um working through those processes and working through how I was thinking of things and how I was going to adapt and how I was going to be able to do this long-term, I had to come up with a way of storing, quote unquote, storing all of that information and design and inspiration that came to me in the moment. Um, Emotion or design is full of emotion. And, And even design things and creative problems that come to you, it's, it is full of emotion and that cannot just be pulled out. All of a sudden you can turn on, okay, let's flip that switch, push the little button and I've got emotion, right? Well, (laughs) I don't have that. You can't get that in that moment. So how can I store and how can I bring in those ideas and save them for just the right moment? And so the idea from me came in is creative capital, uh, investing in my future creativity investing in what I what I know I'm going to have to come up, what things are coming up towards me. And so what I found in mine, one of the, the creative capital methods that I use is my creative devotions. Um, so I, okay. every single, I'm a Christian, obviously, and um, everything that I do is reflective of that. So devotions in the morning, you have uh, my, my time with God. But then after that, I have my time with my inspiration and creativity. I take my time and I and I develop tools and develop different habits that I'm constantly working through and developing and bringing in ideas and then a storing them, working through each one of those. So 
walk me through what, so you, you have your personal devotions there, right. but let us in on that moment. Uh, what does that look like after your devotions? And now it's, it's you time, it's creative time. It's, it's, uh, getting the trenches still. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that look like for you on a regular, whatever morning? Yeah. So there are different methods that I've used. Um, there's different, um, uh, tactics that you can use to tackle, but a couple of them that I would, that I would hit. Um, one for me, this is, this is, I guess, um, cross collaborative. So what I mean by that is it can be applied whether you're in a creative background or not. And, um, I call them buzzwords. So you're constantly as a communicator, any type of design person I think is a communicator and, uh, and each person I guess is an, is in a creative has to be able to communicate effectively. And the easiest way that I found to help myself creatively is look at something. Everybody can look at something and it. Oh, that's beautiful. I found this picture or I found this amazing brochure and that's just beautiful. It has, it has intricacies that I, that I love whatever, but you cannot state why you like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a constantly thing that, that we would come up with clients all the time that I don't like that, or I like that, but there's nothing following that. And so what I do is buzzwords. So I do what I try to do is I'll sit down, look at a design, whether it is on, um, I have several websites that I look at, but I I also have books. I'm a major book uh, junkie, but look at my books and I'll go through and I'll say, okay, I like this. I've identified that I like it. Then I sit down and I write 10 words, just one word that I like about it. It is beautiful. It has character. Mm. It has design. Uh, You can tell the design is there. It is, um, uh, what it exudes, the mood that is exuding out of it, out of it, the actual essence of the entire thing, the topography, walking through those, all those little elements, why I like that and why I've done that and capture that in that moment. And it'll be amazing when you come back to those, those 10 words, you don't even have to see the design, the original design at all. You can tell the integrity of the entire piece already. Cause I can sit there, read those 10 words. And I'm like, I can recreate that. I don't even need to see what I was originally looking at. I can recreate that feeling, that emphasis, that um, direct communication. I can feel that. And that is my, that's one of my creative capital ways of doing that. So this is something, um, well, let let me ask you this. Do you think everyone is born creative or is it something that is learned or do you pick it up or, or what do you think about is everyone creative? I'll just leave it there. Yes, yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, I, every single person, I believe, has the ability to creativity. It takes development. Just like um, you can tell somebody um, to come in and look at something, especially, uh, so I am completely inept when it comes to actually like working on a house or plumbing or any of those things. I can't, I probably have the ability if I grabbed YouTube to look up a few things and work on them. And I could do it. It would be very, very bad. And my wife would attest to that. But um, I have all of those abilities, the natural abilities to actually think through things and solve a problem. And that's literally what design is. It's solving a problem. And the creative element that comes with that is your ability to bring all of those inspirations together and solve that problem. So yes, I believe every person has the ability to be creative. The level of creativity is is completely 
on the development of creativity. So what I'm hearing you say when it comes to creative capital is mm -hmm. it's, it's capturing moments, um, it's digging deeper, it's identifying emotions you have tied into certain uh, parts of your creative process, and when you come back to them, you can jump right in where you left off. And that to me is something that transcends just your uh, right. creative process or your job, mm -hmm. your profession. It, it seems like it's something that could also be used, uh, you know, here at Grace Story Ministries, we talk about journaling mm -hmm. um, or, you know, in the community expressing our ideas. It seems like it might be able to translate over to some things that aren't just creating ideas. Uh, can you walk me through maybe if you agree or disagree and why or why not? No. So I, I do think so. Like I said, my premise is always we are creative beings and um one thing with with um, working through a problem as you're solving a problem, um, I'm a natural. I love thinking about solving problems. Um, probably a little bit too much. Um, the whole listening part of it, how important that is. It also is important to stop and wait. Um, a lot of times in design, um, we don't we don't get the um, ability to just sit and wait. It's like, hey, we want it tomorrow. And so, what creative capital does is it frees you. I can go back to that little bit of that block of ideas or those blocks of many ideas and I can go through and I'm like, this doesn't apply. This doesn't apply. But half of that applies. I get that. That would work and work my way through solving the problem that I have in front of me. And at the end of it, you actually end up with a unique individual piece that you've pulled from probably 30 or 40 different ideas. The yeah. exact same thing. I actually see myself. I apply it uh, in my life as I walk through. I'll find myself... I probably do it a little bit too much, but I'll think buzzwords in my head. I'm like, okay, this is, I feel like this has adaptive qualities. I feel like it, really nerdy stuff. I got to be honest, no, but, uh, but I understand that as I'm moving through, I am adapting all of the abilities. Now we are all made up of all the experiences that we've walked through. This exact same thing is if you uh, that whole adage uh, where if a, if you've walked through something, you've been injured in something or you've had a experience and you don't learn from that experience, then you've learned nothing. The exact same thing is is in creative capital. If you don't learn from the things that you love, the things that are around that are good and beautiful and great and you don't learn from those. We always learn from the things that are that have been bad or that's hindered us or that we've made mistakes in. Not often do we learn what we've loved, liked, seen. And those things can be pulled from just as much as the things you wish you wouldn't have done. I like that a lot. And, and I'll tell you why. So I know we have a lot of creatives uh, in our listener pool. Mm. Um, I mean, we have photographers and, and people who do the the deconstructive you talked about, yeah, the yeah. Pinterest and a lot of home decor and, you know, run the gamut of creativity. They're there. Um, so they're, you know, listening in and hearing you talk about that uh, and maybe getting some ideas from it or they do it themselves. They just don't know what it was called. Uh, creative capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do that all the time. And uh, put it on my Pinterest board. Yeah, they or, store it on the Pinterest board. That's it. You know, it. I There's an that's a method. Bring out the canvas and see what sticks for today, and it might go into a, a composition later on. All the parts, um, but this translates over to, uh, and I keep on coming back to journaling. There's people that that as we're going through individuals, as we're going through, we're journaling. You know, a lot of the hard stuff, 
and we're journaling. You're journaling emotion. Emotion. You're capturing how it. it made us feel or what do I think about this? Uh, trying to find those buzzwords for it. But I think you place a good reminder on it uh, to think back to some of the positive moments and remember those as to, okay, how did that affect me? How did that make me feel? Uh, and what were those buzzwords? Uh, I, that's a great prompt uh, to, to help someone jump into that. Speaking of that, uh, how do you keep yourself motivated? Because it can't just be like, you know, I wake up, I have my personal devotions and I'm excited to do creative capital. There has to be moments where you have to motivate yourself uh, to keep going. How do, how do you do that as a creative and as an individual? Okay, so there has been several moments in my life that I would define as those dark, dark periods. Um, naturally, because of my background in music and my background as design, I'm a natural emotional being, and it's what makes me good at my job, but it also makes me, uh, it is the downside of that life is because you have so much emotion and so much passion. Um, and so walking through each one of those steps and understanding like all of a sudden I'll hit, uh, I hear the, the word creative block and you hit a creative block, you hit this wall yeah, that yeah. you do not know and you have ideas coming at you. Um, this is actually, this is the whole reason why I've developed these tools in my, in my life is because when you are absolutely running on empty, just like you are in your spiritual life, um, your immediate go-to is verses that you've memorized things that you have that you have embedded in your heart and your soul and you know that is that is true they are true they are facts the exact same thing in design the exact same thing in creativity totally is you look back on those things okay i know this works i know this is going to work it always does and whether you put it together in front of your face and you're like oh my word that is horrible it probably isn't horrible it is the space that you're looking through and you and you do not have the connection. So my second thing is, it's exactly in my spiritual life. I reach out to a brother. I reach out to somebody saying, hey, I'm struggling. And that is the exact same thing that I do in creativity. Good. I Good. reach out and I grab that art director. I grab somebody that I know is on it right now. I'll look sure. at their stuff. Yeah. I'm like, dude, they are, they are on it. And I'll send it to them. I'm like, hey, I need some jump back and immediately that positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement they'll come back and be like yeah that really did that's 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 pretty bad <laughs> and, and so i'm like okay oh give me give me buzzwords what is what is bad about it what's not working what is not going with that and then immediately they hit me and i'm like i have a place to go and that gets my creative generation going so i'm able to go my that, ideation's rolling that's a vulnerable place to be though because i mean art is pretty personal yeah. um, and you know yes yeah, your profession but it's still personal you created it and yeah, I would assume even going into a pitch and having someone critique it that you're like, you don't even know what you're talking about, <laughs> but yet you're making the decision. That's got to be hard. So these people you're talking to, I'm assuming they're trusted friends, uh, mentors, people you look up to or, or peers. Uh, who, who do you go to? What, what, what qualities do you look for in someone you go to? So um, I pitch this actually, I, I pitch it to two things. So um, I'm only 35, but I feel like, um, I feel like I'm maybe 47. Um, so sometimes in some days I like, man, I am behind the times I need to get on top. So what I actually do, I, I have both sides of it. I have old wisdom where, where a person that has been tried and true and has, has went through heavy, heavy stuff and has also been proven like they're proven for a long period of time. Um, old art directors, guys that have, are in design for a very long time. I will send that stuff to them. But then I'll also send it to a young buck that has literally just got out of his internship 
and send it to them and just see initiation. I'm actually not in, in those situations. I'm not initiating a, um, you're better than me or those type of things. It is a peer relationship. We're side by side. We're both working in this. They're going to go through struggles that they don't know that they're going to go through later, but they'll send it to, they'll send back and, oh man, this was killer. This is dead on. And then the art, the old art director will send back. I feel like it needs some refinement. It doesn't just have, there's no zing and your communication method may be off and you need to re regroup. And so I'm saying, okay, I'm still trendy, whatever that is, <laughs> whatever that way ambiguous thing is. I'm still trendy. I'm still on younger, but then I also from the older, I'm not, I need to make sure that my communication is dead on. And I get that even reverse An art old art director will send back, Hey man, this looks really good. Thank you. This, the communication is dead on, which is usually the most important to an older, wiser person. And then the younger person will be like, yeah, it's, it just feels like it's been done before. And I'm like, you know what? That is fair. That's dead on. Let me put a spin to it that I wasn't thinking about. So I, I think some of the themes coming out of the people you're, you're looking for are, uh, and qualities in yourself, you're looking for diversity in your feedback, uh, but you're also humble in your response to that feedback. So <laughs> this is the hardest part about anything. It is, it's the hardest part about discipleship. It's the hardest part about being accountable to people, um, is being honest and, the number one honest, I think the number one honest thing, uh, honesty f thing for me is understanding that I do not know everything and there's probably going to be somebody out there that is way better than me. And the only way that I get even close to that person is figuring out the secrets, <laughs> whatever those are, those little things, the little ticks that they're doing just one step better. So you always have to realize that your humility has to be there. And if it, and if you don't keep it, ego is, is both good and bad. Um, it is if you keep it in check, it can be your confidence. It can, it can give you that confidence. Like, all right, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a little step. This is a little further than what I want to go. I was working on a project recently way out of my box, but I enjoyed it after I got done with it. I was like looking at it. I was like, ah, okay. That, that actually I, it rang true. It rang authentic. It ran out who I, I wasn't trying to be somebody different. Um, but it, but it really, really worked but I wouldn't have been in that place to step out there if I wouldn't have seen and wouldn't have worked with someone that I knew was really, really good at that and then got their feedback from them on that. So I want to ask you a question uh, just for the creative listeners right now. Um, those that are into, although everyone can be creative. Yeah. You yep. just yeah I'm going to bring that back. Um, <laughs> but for the ones that, uh, that, and it can be everyone, but the photographers, the, the artists, um, the, the painters, whoever that may be, the creators out there. Um, so do you ever have hidden meanings in your, your art? What, <laughs> yes. do, what do you put in there? The Easter eggs? Uh, so not always. So I, I end up doing a lot of commercial art. So I don't get, I don't have the ability to just drop something in, whereas a photographer um, can get away with a little bit more. Sure. Um, and a lot of things what I do, um, if it, I guess not hidden, but it's it's the way I communicate on a deeper level than just the surface is the use of topography and color psychology. Um, using that to adapt to people. Now, I know that's not as as fun or uh, <laughs> what you're working through, um, but I, th I think it is um, it is one way that I a literal a literal take on communication that is on a deeper level. Um, so a lot of times I'll use um, rounded um, topography to give off a friendly vibe 
or a person where I'd want the message to come off a little soft, but I don't want to soften down the color of it. I want to just it to come off a little bit soft that we love you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'll use a, a more of a rounded topography that'll be in your face, but it can still say it with love. The same thing with um, color psychology. I would not surround a thing with love, um, which I find very, very funny that Valentine's Day is all red, but or that pink red, um, which is complete opposite on the color psychology spectrum. But it, I think that giving that blue or the deep purples or those things that give that nice warmth value to that person. So with that, how do you manage to stay really personal? Because art is personal. How do you manage to keep that personality of yours in it while still being original and commercial and, you know, pleasing the client while still being happy with it yourself? Yeah. So that's a question that's been asked to so many art directors and especially if you're in any any kind of agency or you work in those, the kind of the entire thing is to take the personality out of it and make it corporate. And um, I think that comes with time. So talking to interns and talking to younger people, developing a style and developing what they like and they enjoy, that is one thing. But that that doesn't always uh, that doesn't bring home the bacon a lot. And so sometimes you have to. Your actual thing that you are doing is not a design style or a specific look that you're going for. It is the design principles that you bring to a project. That is actually what is your signature. I would say that, so mine is eclectic minimalism is my style. That is complete polar opposites. Anybody who, every time I talk to them, I'm like eclectic minimalism. So eclectic, you have a lot of, a lot of things. And, but minimalism, how does that even work? And eclectic minimalism for me is I take from all of the experiences of the client or the things that they're doing, pull that in, but then still try to constrain it so that the message is still right dead in their face. They're reading it very, very quickly, but it still has that little element of something that's different. And that's what I'm usually looking for is something different in the back, but it's still keep it clean, still keep it open. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more just after this. Grace Story 2020 is happening November 13th and 14th in Cincinnati, Ohio at Springdale Nazarene Church. Register now using the promo code BRAVE, that's B-R-A-V-E, to save 25%. This year, there's even more time for community. The self-care vendor market is open for the entirety of the conference, even during sessions. Saturday lunch is included, along with the Afterglow, Grater's Ice Cream will be included, and also seven amazing sessions during the conference that include speakers like Jamie Taylor, Dr. Kathy Padden, Ryan Waters, Blake Jones, Rachel Henry, Kathy Sprinkle, and Amber Jones. There's so much more that you won't want to miss out on. So head on over to GraceStoryMinistries.com and get your ticket today. Don't forget, use the promo code BRAVE, B-R-A-V-E, to save 25% off your ticket price. We'll see you at conference. I want to open this up a little bit to, um, you know, some of the others in the group here that aren't as don't consider yeah. themselves creative, but uh, questions rather that can apply with this principle and maybe some of your experiences as a professional and as a creative. Um, have you ever? I've seen your work. It's it's you're very talented. Have you ever doubted your talent? And if you have, how did you work through that doubt? 
So I usually doubt my talent about 11 p.m. and the thing is due at 8 a.m. the next morning. And <laughs> and that happens quite frequently. Um, what I end up doing, I don't doubt that my, uh, my ability will be there. What I doubt uh, most of the time is if it is enough. And uh, that actually, I, I would say that that is, uh, that would be a struggle that I work through on my own is, am I enough? And um, actually, uh, over the last few months, I've got to work out some of that stuff. And I've got to work through some of it. I'm obviously not there. No one has arrived. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm still working through that. But what you find out is where your identity is. And even in creativity, if you're working through creativity, if you're not connected to the creator, or you're not even keeping up with being connected with the creator, you will find yourself in a very, very, very dry spot really quickly. Um, and it's simply because you are not taking time with the most important things. So why would your secondary thing even be there? You cannot rely on just your talent or your ability because all of that came from a creator. And so I find myself a lot of times, if I'm struggling with anything, it is a, it is the ability to complete the task, but to complete it at the level that I have in my head that I want to have it out there that I want to complete it at, that I have that perfectionistic, that little, little tick that, nah, that's still, still not done, but you have to turn it over. You don't have a choice. You, you cannot say, I'm not going to do that. You have to turn it over. And that's that fight inside from the 11 PM to 8 AM the next morning. So, and what you're saying is really interesting. And it, and it makes me want to ask another question of, uh, do you, do you think it's important to express your, uh, creativity and have it accepted by others or is it enough just to love what you do enough that it's good enough for you or that good enough spot is it good enough for others is it good enough for you when is it good enough so uh i'm gonna i quote a lot of my art directors um from past but that is where i've learned um it is never good enough um, and that, and that is not a negative that I've heard that as a negative is it's the other way around where oh, it's never good enough. I'm just going to be, if you are good enough in yourself and you're happy with what you are doing and as you're creating, you get done with, with what you're doing and you're just like, you know, I think, I think it's done and you can still have that little bit of tick and that perfectionism. If you are not good enough in yourself and you're not happy with the creating, if you're not happy with just the creating you will not be happy with the project, the end, the creation. And um, so in the creating, that is actually, uh, so that from my art director, um, he said to be in the creating. He goes, that is where your love comes out of. That's where everything that you're working through. And I think that's directly, I mean, that's directly in life. If you're not happy in life because you know your creator and you're, and you're locked in there, you're never, ever going to be happy with the creation who you are. So I'm listening to you and I'm hearing you talk a lot about uh, people speaking into your life, mentors, peers, but art directors. Um, uh, and, you know, a lot of what you're saying uh, is, is things that I'm learning right now from you. But those are things that you've learned. Can you tell me how important education is along your journey of creativity and creative capital, uh, all that? How important is education within your journey? So I actually think that is, that is create, that is the creation. That is the creative. Um, I think constant development 
of your tools, constant development of the creator, constant development of, and by creator, I mean yourself as you're working through stuff. Um, that constant development has to happen from outside sources, people speaking into your life. If you're, if you're living on an island, you are absolutely not going to grow um, and you might start talking to coconuts. <laughs> but you actually, you have to be able to get outside yourself, find other people that can speak in and that you trust to speak in and that you're challenged. They cannot be on the same level as you. You have to find people that are way above you. Um, as I've worked through, if I've done anything, if I've accomplished anything, it's literally standing on other people's shoulders mm. because I, even ideas, there are ideas that I'll come back and I'll look at that. And I'm like, dude, uh, just, just a to push like Massimo Vignelli. He's a, he's a famous graphic designer. And I'll look at some of my stuff. I'm like, dude, you just, you, you pulled that straight off of something that he would have done. But it's because I develop an in-person, put that inside me, what, how I'm thinking and how I would approach a, a, a project or approach a problem. The exact same thing is if I'm putting the, what people are telling me, what the Bible is saying about something, and what my creative my creative creator says about me inside me, then I will live that out also. That's good. That's really good. Uh, I want to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at, we're you know a ways into this episode, and if if people that don't consider themselves creatives are are still listening, <laughs> um, I want to ask a question for them because I. Th- think there's more ways to be creative than just to create art or create a product. Um, creativity may just be for yourself um, to create something that makes you feel good or that you resonate with or that fulfills you in some way. So if you were no longer able to use the, um, the medium that you're using now to create, if you weren't able to have uh, your, your profession, what ways, uh, how else would you express your creativity or is it only because you're a creative specialist, you're a creative professional? No. So, uh, I'm glad you asked that. Um, I think, so how I, how I have defined creativity is problem solving. Um, so problem solving is it's how you approach a problem. And if you just, if you're just a person that just approaches it straight on and you never look at it from the side, and you're just hitting it and hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. That is not creative. <laughs> so you are not a creative person. <laughs> no, but if you if you understand, like if you approach the approach the problem, which I think everybody has the ability, it's that development stage, and look at it from the right side and from the left side and from the top side and from the bottom side and go on the other side of the wall and look at what you're actually hitting a steel beam. <laughs> Do those type of things. That in itself is creativity. The exact same thing as getting up in the morning. I know people take a lot of time in picking out their outfits and what they're wearing and the clothes that they're wearing. That is a instance of creativity in ways that you can read. So my wife is a teacher watching her redevelop kids and, and seeing a person come at her or a little kid defiant. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And the way she works it around instead of hitting it straight in the in the face, jumping off to the side and say, hey, why don't we do this distraction first? <laughs> all these different meth- methods, sure. that is absolutely creativity. And you can see that come through. I can also see uh, multiple different ways that people are creative. Creative is not just design. I am into the design industry. That is a creative industry, quote unquote. I believe every single person is creative. It's just in different ways. I've talked to many CEOs, CFOs. 
they are extremely creative, but every single time they'll say, I'm not into creatives. What they mean is they are not into design or visual communication. They are into the, the actual communication of verbal communication. They're amazing people. That is extreme creativity to be able to do that. So I hear uh, there's more ways than just design, coloring, breaking out the crayons and getting into yeah, the, the yeah. coloring book. Uh, problem solving. Yeah. But then taking that back to your original idea of creative capital, setting time aside to be intentional about practicing your problem solving and mm -hmm. getting creative is very, very important. It's collecting solutions. That is what you are doing. You are collecting solutions for problems you do not even know that are going to come up. So things that are going to come around you is, is bolstering your, your people that are behind you, that are your coaches, your cheerleaders, sure. your uh, people that are pushing you. It is bolstering that that journal of things that have you have, experiences that you've went through, or experience that you've heard other people have went through and how they've worked through them. Those buzzwords that you're putting all those things together, that is how you do life. That is how you move forward. That is how you develop those solutions for problems that you do not even know that you have. So in episode seven of, of Grace Story Podcast, Zach Clark walked us through uh, his story of uh, you know burnout. Uh, yeah. He was on cycles of five to seven years of burnout. And one of the things he says it's important to put in place, he, he thinks that, um, in his experience anyway, that burnout is pretty much inevitable. You're going to come across times in your life where it's just going to be overwhelming. And what you're talking about, I think, fits so perfectly with that yeah. idea of having a plan having something that's going to help you uh, mitigate maybe uh, the burnout. But, uh, you know, once you hit that overwhelming moment and you don't feel those emotions and you have a flat affect because you're just not feeling it mm -hmm. and whatever it may be, life is washing over you and, and you're going under. You can reach into your tool bag because you set aside time to be intentional and put problem solving ideas and solutions down on paper uh, that you can come back to later. And it sounds like that is also creativity uh, yes, within yeah. that. So I want to ask you a question. Um, what is your favorite creation? You're talking about ideas uh, and having this creative cap these creative capital moments. Um, what is your favorite creation that you have developed and why? Uh, it's hard to always, it's always hard to nail down uh, one single element. Um, Things that you look back, uh, I worked at a church called Grace Bible Church in Idaho, and one thing that I am super proud of um, in that time is uh, we did a, a massive rebrand of the church, um, but working through that, there's 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 so many different elements to that that I could talk about, but one of the elements I think uh, is a take back and a win um, for me personally, just because you're talking about fonts and topography and the things that I, visual communication tools that I I think of is um, an instance where a guy had driven by a new campus we were we were planning in a uh, another town, and we had literally just put um, the hashtag was Idaho Grace on, and we put it on a billboard saying "Coming Soon," and that's it. We didn't say what our name was. We didn't say the Grace Bible Church. None of those things. A person drove by, saw the color and the topography, and found our website. Wow. And immediately said and said, "Hey, I knew you guys were coming over here because I recognized your color and I recognized that font. I knew that was you because I'd seen it in our community. I'd seen it on T-shirts and hats and and website stuff, and and they saw it on social media. And so he said, I knew as soon as I came through, I saw that. 
And I, I thought that was a, that was a, that was a, that was a good moment for me, like working through, cause branding is a passion of mine, but, um, seeing that that communication worked and that solution worked and what we were trying to do is just come in softly. Lots of churches in the area. We're not trying to step on anybody's toes, just saying we're coming. And, uh, I, I thought that was a, that was a fun moment for me. I love that. What's the best advice anybody's given you about, uh, as it relates to creative capital and, you know, maintaining that motivation, that drive, um, that willingness to move forward? Well, I would say that probably the biggest or the hardest things for, um, for creatives is that continual drive because you're going to have, there's, there's always a next project, next client, next project, next client. And that drive, that train can really, really, really wear you out. Um, I think pacing is over time. That is something I've had to learn from the bad part, <laughs> not pacing myself well, and then learning how to develop pacing methods and how I'm actually able to create and the level I'm able to create at that I want to create at. And then how much time that takes to keep that creativity going. So if there's uh, and we're almost out of time here, but if there's something that you would want to tell our listeners something, uh, maybe we've talked about it, maybe it's been in this episode, maybe it's just hanging out in the back of your head uh, or something you want to reiterate, but something that you want them to really remember, um, what would that be? I would say take that time and it cannot be, it cannot just be every once in a while. It has to be intentional on purpose. Take that time to put those solutions into your bag so that they're ready for when you're, when you really hit the crisis, whether that's creative, whether that's actually in personal, whatever that is, make sure that you have those solutions ready. And those solutions are as good as the Bible, all those things that you're working through, that is what they are for. Yeah. I love that. And and thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast today and, and being a part of this episode. I really appreciate it. And I know our listeners do too. Yeah. Glad I could be here. So everyone out there, we thank you so much for joining us today as well. Uh, we know you are taking time out of your schedule. Wherever you're listening, we, we really appreciate it. You're what this podcast is all about. Um, so whatever you got out of this particular episode, hey, give us a shout out on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, message us, let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. And we'll see you next time on this podcast for more concepts to help you on your journey of restoration.